0: in this place. We thank you Lord, for the love of God that we feel in our hearts and we feel moving in this room tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for being here with us, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to gather in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence touching every heart. We thank you for your spirit filling every one of us, Lord. We ask, God, for your blessing, Lord, upon the rest of this service, Lord. We ask, God, that you would fill us to overflowing with your presence, O God. We ask, Lord, that you would bless us, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the wonderful testimonies. We thank you for the wonderful singing tonight, God. We ask, Lord, that your spirit, God, would just touch this message you have put upon my heart, O God, and that you would minister to each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said, Amen. 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 (coughs) My topic tonight is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And um, (coughs) Hebrews chapter 6 talks about the foundational teachings of Christ. The foundational teachings of Christianity are repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Notice that the doctrine of baptisms, one of the foundational teachings of Christ, is plural. The doctrine of baptisms. The Greek word here for baptism is from the word baptize, And in the Greek, it means to dip, immerse, overwhelm, saturate, and baptize. There are at least seven baptisms in the New Testament the baptism of repentance, the baptism into the body of Christ, water baptism, the baptism of suffering the baptism of fire, the baptism into Moses, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And since this is not a two-hour Bible study, (laughs) I don't have time to adequately talk about all the baptisms in the New Testament, but we will touch on a few of them. Amen? John the Baptist came and he preached a message of repentance, a baptism of repentance. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, turn from your sins and turn to God because heaven is ready to bless you. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, at that moment, we are baptized into the body of Christ, and we are part of the church we then are instructed through the scriptures to show our commitment to Jesus Christ by being water baptized, an outward sign of an inward change. Amen? I was not raised in church, but I was saved when I was 17 years old. And soon afterwards, I was water baptized in the Baptist church I attended on Wednesday nights. And then a guy from another denomination came to me and said, you were not baptized properly. They did not say the right words when you were water baptized, so it did not count. Therefore, you are not saved yet. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. So I went to his church, and I was water baptized in his church. Then I found out that particular church taught baptismal regeneration. That is, they believed that the act of being water baptized in their church, in their way, was the only way a person could get saved. Which is not true. <laughs> so when I was told that that church was wrong, I said, oh, great. My second baptism wasn't good either. <laughs> and I began to doubt if I was actually saved in the first place. <laughs> if neither of my water baptisms were done correctly, am I still lost? And I was tormented with religious doubts. Those are the worst kind. (laughs) I was literally tormented with doubts about my salvation until January 1st, 1980. January 1st, 1980, about 1 o'clock in the morning, I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, and he did. the river of the Holy Spirit both fell upon me and flowed up through me as I spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave me the utterance. Immediately, I could sense God's presence in a deeper way than ever before. And I could hear the voice of God Louder and clearer than I ever could before. And the Lord said to me, I am calling you to be a missionary to New York City. Let go of your dreams of being an artist in a log cabin in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. (laughs) I have something much more exciting for you than that. From that moment on, I knew that I knew that I knew that I was saved and that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God dramatically baptizes people with the Holy Spirit as a confirmation that they truly are saved. Now, let me be clear. We don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved. You can live a non-Spirit-filled Christian life if you want to. You don't have to fill your car's tank with gas if you don't want to. You can push it instead. (laughs) But even so, sometimes God baptizes people with his Holy Spirit as a confirmation that they are definitely saved. We see this in the life of Cornelius. Peter knew that he knew that he knew that Cornelius and his family were saved because Peter heard them speaking in tongues as God filled them with the Holy Spirit. Even in Acts chapter 10, the apostles did not yet realize that salvation was not just for the Jews, but that it was for all people and all nations. Peter had a vision of a sheet of unkosher animals in which he was told, rise and eat, preparing him to go to the home of a Gentile, which he had never done before. He had never gone into the house of an unclean Gentile before. God was preparing him to go into the house of an Italian centurion. And in Cornelius' house, Peter said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, to Him all the prophets witness that through His name, whoever believes in Him will receive. Remission of sins. And as he was speaking, look what was happening to his audience. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, the Jews, who believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter... Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They knew that these Gentiles were surely saved because God filled them with the Holy Spirit just like God had filled Peter on the day of Pentecost. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then later, Peter, remembering this episode in Acts 15, he said, A good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, Acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. What a beautiful description of salvation. Purifying their hearts by faith. When we receive Jesus, God purifies our hearts. Amen. But he also, for these Gentiles, acknowledged their salvation by filling them with the Holy Spirit. And then later, at Ephesus, Paul prayed for a group of believers in Acts 19.6. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Jesus told the disciples in Acts 1.5, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And it came to pass in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all (coughs) with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The initial physical evidence of receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the wonderful gift of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not natural. It is not natural for you to speak a language that you do not know and you have not learned. (laughs) Since it's not natural... It's either subnatural or supernatural. Some say it's subnatural. It's gibberish or emotionalism. But you know what? The Bible says it's supernatural. Amen. That the power of God is a gift from God. Jesus said, You'll be clothed upon with power from on high. And this is an example that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. And the strength of God, the weakness of of God is more powerful than the strength of men. One of the greatest witnesses ever, at least in our generation, to the power of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a book called The Cross and the Switchblade. (laughs) Anybody here ever ever heard about it? (laughs) Not only does this book tell of the miraculous conversion of Nikki Cruz, a notorious leader of a gang, not only does it tell of the birth of a ministry in Brooklyn, called Teen Challenge, it also tells of the early struggles that this ministry had of trying to reach people who had fallen into addiction. And I would like for you to just kind of forget that you're in a meeting tonight, and and in, in your mind, I want you to come over to my living room with me and come sit down in a chair in the living room w- with me and I want to I want to read to you uh some sentences from this book. Is that all right? Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> if you said no, I would do it anyway, but thank <laughs> you. <coughs> so there was a a teen challenge student named Joe and it, this is what happened to Joe. <coughs> Joe said he this this is word for word from David Wilkerson writing in this book, Crossing and Switchblade. Joe said he wanted to go home to see his parents. The next morning, we learned that Joe had been arrested for robbery and possession of narcotics. What went wrong, I asked at a staff meeting. Joe got all the way through the worst three days he would ever have to spend. And he threw it all away. And somebody asked Pastor Dave, why don't you talk to the ones who have come off drugs successfully? One by one, I called them in and listened to their stories of deliverance. They all spoke of a common experience. I spoke to Nicky and asked him when it was that he felt He had victory over his old way of life. Something tremendous had happened to him, he said, at the time of his conversion on the street corner. He had been introduced at that time to the love of God. But it wasn't until later that he knew he had complete victory. When was that, Nikki? At the time of my baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then Pastor Dave wrote, I called in others and asked the same thing. Again and again, I got the same report. A pattern was emerging. I felt I was on the verge of something tremendous. He wrote that in, in this book. This book sparked an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the student body at Duquesne University near Pittsburgh. And then it spread to Notre Dame University. And then it spread to the University of Michigan. And then it spread to universities all over the world. And in a few years, millions, millions of people were baptized in the Holy Spirit Amen. because of what had happened at Brooklyn Teen Challenge. That is our heritage. Yeah. But you know what? <coughs> Nikki's doing well right now. I'm wondering about the Nikki's we have right now. Yeah. Amen? Amen? <coughs> if we lose the power of the Holy Spirit at Teen Challenge, we might as well turn to medical models and government money if we don't have heaven's power, we might as well re- rely on government <laughs> assistance. Some Pentecostal churches no longer want the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's too messy, it's too uncontrollable. It's not cool. And our generation wants to be cool. Let's have cool music, cool sermons, cool services a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Just don't talk about tongues. <laughs> and then you read the Bible and you're shocked when Paul says stuff like, I think my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> Say what? Paul, how can you speak in tongues more than everybody in the whole church in Corinth? I mean, he must have spoken in tongues all the time. But Jesus commands should take precedence over all of our watered-down religious traditions and practices. And Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. On the day of Pentecost, when that happened and they began speaking in tongues, people said, what is this? What is going on? And Peter stood up and said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh or all people. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Amen. The young and the old, the male, the female, everybody. God wants to fill everybody. <laughs> God wants to fill everybody with the supernatural power of his Holy Spirit. We yearn for that. We long for that. We love you guys. We want you to be as equipped as you possibly can be. Matter of fact, one of the staff members told me, they said, you know what? I think I'm going to fast for this service so that God will break through in these guys' lives. I thought, well, I guess I should fast too. (laughs) Yes, I fasted, too. I went, out, I, went, I went without food. My stomach was hurting me. Pain. Because I said, God, please, 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 help me, Lord. Help me to share of the baptism of the Holy Spirit to get these guys hungry. Satan hates tongues. He hates tongues ability for a believer to pray in tongues. When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I am telling you from that moment until now, I have never, ever doubted my salvation. I have never, ever doubted the Lord. I never, ever doubted that he had filled me with his spirit. It was was a change in my life. It was... God coming down from heaven and filling me with his Holy Spirit just like Peter, James, and John on the day of Pentecost. And it's available for you. It's available now. It's available for all of us. And I pray that you'll get thirsty because God fills the thirsty with his Holy Spirit. But when God said this this prophecy, Peter said, this is, this is what Joel prophesied. This prophecy from Joel was partly fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And I believe it will be completely fulfilled before the coming of the Lord. Amen, amen. God said, I will pour out my spirit on everyone. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Visions and dreams from God for everybody. What's the significance of that? God said that he would reveal himself to the prophets in visions and dreams. The implication is clear. All of the last days church will be as intimate with God as the Old Testament prophets were. We will all be prophets. We will all be what they called seers. All the believers in the very last days will see the Lord like Isaiah saw him. We will see the Lord like Jeremiah saw Him. We will know the Lord like Ezekiel saw Him and knew Him and Hosea and and Joel and the others. We will know Him as they knew Him. They all saw and knew the heart of God and they knew the heart of God was broken by a betrayed spouse. And when we see His broken heart that will prepare the bride for the coming of Jesus ask God to fill you it is the promise of my father Jesus said it is so awesome it is so in the bible <laughs> it is so book of acts it is so scriptural You say, I don't understand it all. I don't either. (laughs) God is wiser than my brain. (laughs) A whole lot wiser. (laughs) But I am so grateful that I have this secret weapon. It shouldn't be a secret, but it is. I have a secret weapon. I can recharge my own spiritual batteries anytime I want to by praying in tongues. I can speak mysteries. I can pull down demonic strongholds. I can sing in tongues. I can worship in tongues. I can adore God in tongues. But more importantly, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, God clothed me with a boldness let me tell you something. Before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I did not want to witness to people. I did not like witnessing. (laughs) I'm like, God, I am the 11th of 12. I have six older brothers who spent most of their life telling me, Charles, would you just shut up? You have nothing good to say. So I grew up (laughs) very, very shy. When I got saved, And the guy who led me to the Lord said, you've got to tell others about Jesus. I almost said, if I knew that, I don't think I would have come to the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't bold enough to tell him. (laughs) (laughs) I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1980. And in 1982, I was living in the South Bronx, preaching on the subways. I went to Central Park one day, and the Lord said, stand up and preach. I said, Lord, there's nothing but a big pond here. He said, you see all those people around the pond? When you start preaching, they will hear you. I stood up, and I started preaching, and my voice bellowed and echoed across that pond. And people just stopped and (laughs) and stared at me. And one guy ran up to me. He said, if you don't stop, I'm going to throw you in that lake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, praise God, persecution for Jesus. (laughs) We receive the blessings of God. We receive salvation by faith. Amen. And we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit by faith. You say, well, how do you receive something by faith even before you see it? It's like buying something on Amazon. (laughs) When you click buy now, it's yours. You receive it and then you wait for it to come. Amen. (laughs) And then you hear the truck oh, is that mine? Is that my package? It's yours already. Amen? Amen. And by faith, hit that buy now button. And you wait for it to be shipped. (laughs) This is not how you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, if he wants to, he'll have to just come and knock me over the head. No, he's not going to come and knock you over the head. This is not how you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. More like this. Even before I fully understand it. Because I'm telling you, I've been speaking in tongues for 43 years, and I still don't quite understand it. (laughs) I just know it's one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given to me. And God wants to give that to you tonight. He's ready, it's for you. It was purchased at the cross. It's part of the package of our salvation. He said, well, I don't know if I want it. Well, then just push your car. <laughs> push your Christian life down the road. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, if God fills your tank, that car will be a lot <laughs> easier to move than you pushing it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that (coughs) my testimony, the testimony of the cross and the switchblade, the testimony of the book of Acts, they all three bear witness that this wonderful gift of the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the, and the wonderful language of praying in a heavenly language is available for every single believer. I pray, Lord, for those who are thirsty. I pray, Lord, increase our thirst. I pray that tonight we will receive an infilling from heaven. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would fill every vessel, every vessel. (laughs)